Tri-Ball is ready. The Tri-Ball Pinball Podcast starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Tri-Ball Pinball Podcast. I am Johnny Pinball. I'm Matt McCarty. And I'm Neil Graff. We are back from state in Madison, Wisconsin, and we're going to start with that topic right away. We were all uh, state qualifying players. Neil, I think you got a buy, and did Matt get a buy as well? Matt did not get a buy. Okay. I was the only person. But um, I think there's a chance we all could have played each other. Definitely, I could have played you. Yeah, I think Matt was on the same side. Like, we were all on the same side of the bracket. Like, we could have made each other go to the final. If we went to the final four or semifinals, we could have played each other. But yeah. Spoiler alert, uh, we didn't make it. <laughs> oh. At least I didn't. <laughs> yeah, but at least uh, you advanced past the first round, and sadly, I did not. Yeah, you had a good uh, you had a good match though, Matt. Matt, why don't you uh, start us off with your match? So I was playing um, Andy Rosa from Michigan. We had uh, five players from different states because uh, Wisconsin's a cash heavy state. So Andy Rosa is an incredible player. So I picked Avengers right away. And I lost because it was a premium. And then I beat him on Indiana Jones, which he put a billion up the night before. And then we played Jurassic Park, and I lost. And then we played, um, well, what was our other mid? Oh, Dem- De- Demolition Man. Another one of my favorite games, and I won. And then we played Lost World, and I won. Our first game actually was uh, The Amazing Spider-Man. And Andy just was able to shats it the whole time. And he just beat the heck out of me. Amazing shats, man. Yeah. So it came down to game seven, and uh, I was the higher seed, so I got to pick the game. And I I picked Freedom, the EM there. Like, I figured Brutal it's, a, game. it's a coin flip. And, uh, and I lost. So oh. that was my state experience. Yeah, I mean you were you were down three one, so it was a nice comeback to make it to game seven. At least you gave yourself a chance. Yeah, and against, then, uh, against Andy Rosa, none like nonetheless, like he's he's amazing. Yeah, I was proud of how I played because uh, I mean at Tilt and Tuesday this past week, like uh, I said something to Thorne, like yeah, I'm the guy that took Rosa to seven games because <laughs> Rosa played Thorne the next round and swept him. So. Right. All right, Johnny, how'd your experience go? Uh, I got lucky, and I had I got to play someone I knew, Eric Rentmeester, who is a local at District 82 along with myself. And he qualified ahead of me, so basically he had, what is it, honors? Right. But anyway, we started off on Space Station. It's a game I own but is perpetually broken. I was lucky enough to beat him on that. I got the bonus ball, all that jazz. It worked out, so feeling good. He picks Creature from the Black Lagoon. We both have abysmal games, but he has a slightly better abysmal game. Beats me on that. I go T2. I've never played T2 before. Like anything besides a couple quarters at this place in, I think, Milwaukee. Updown has one. I'm like, eh, we don't have that at D82. Maybe Rentmeester doesn't know about it. He was pretty good on T2. So that was my mistake. It's all about the super jackpot, baby. Yeah, that was my mistake, uh, thinking (laughs) he didn't know anything about that game. Uh, he, He then picks Electra. And we both didn't know how to play that. Do you guys know how to play Electra? Yes. No. Okay, apparently there's like a bonus ball. Yep. You can earn. Neither of us played our bonus balls because we didn't know what was going on. We're like, what is going on? So <laughs> Stupid there. 
Is it kind of like a bone buster thing where it gives you like a, a ball for a certain amount of time? Um, it's like the lower play field activates. I don't know. Oh, yeah, but yeah. It, it's like a certain amount of time. Depending oh, okay. on how many like Electra bites you have, I think it's called. Yeah, didn't know that. I, I guess I was lucky, or not really lucky. I mean, he had he went first and didn't play it, so <laughs> I was like, well, I guess you don't do anything. I'm like, it just lit up. Oh, this is weird. <laughs> now I know for next time. Uh, the ball kept getting stuck up top, which was really odd because it doesn't seem like it could. But we had to call the attendant like four times for that. Um, so he, unfortunately for me, wins that by like ten points. Wow. I guess it should have flipped when I was down there. So now I'm down, you know, he's got three wins. I've got one win. I got to win my next one. I go with Old Faithful, Godzilla, and that's when I got my groove back. I saw you had a pretty good game with Godzilla. Yeah, my best PR for myself. I think it was like $650 million on it. It was a premium, which I think plays easier or it's just set up easier than District 82's Godzilla. Because it felt like I couldn't lose type of thing. Right. Made it to the wizard mode. Was it King of the Monsters? Is that what it's called? Uh, you made it to Monster Zero, the mini wizard mode. And there, that was that. Uh, then he picked Jurassic Park. He got some, I've never seen this before, but like some 20 million super duper secret skill shot. <laughs> you guys seen that one? Yeah, you can get like a 50 million on Jurassic Park. There's a lot of them. There's the MXV, where if you hit the T-Rex ramp, then the A ramp, then the loop, and then the... Raptor Tower, that'll be like fifty million. Yeah, he didn't he didn't hit like successive ones in a row. Like I know about, you know, he hit the one, hit the two, hit the three thing. He just hit like yeah. one random thing and it said super secret skill shot. So I was like, Oh. Sucks for me. If if you like ski jump it if you ski jump it and, and hit like um the C target with the left flipper, you'll get a super secret, or if you hit the uh amber target which is like you know the one you hit to start chaos multi-ball or the like that'll give you one as well uh definitely i was sweating balls on this game because we're both had really bad scores going into ball three i think we were around like 15 million each but then he gets that 20 million boost Mm -hmm. right i'm like shit i actually gotta play the game like i can't just like nervous flip and win (laughs) Uh, he kind of drained right away, so he didn't get much after that twenty million. But uh, I really desperately wanted to start the Raptor Raptor multi ball, and it wasn't going well. But eventually, it rebounded into it, and then obviously game over. I got points quick there. Hmm. So now we're back up. Um, we need to do a tiebreaker. So you were also down. Wait, hold up, real quick. You were also yeah. down three one, and yeah. you also came back to a seventh game just like McCarty. Yes, in that regard, it's similar. Except he, he got to pick the game, and we didn't play, what was it, Liberty Bell? Freedom. Or Freedom, sorry. Yeah, yeah, we didn't play Freedom. We played the other one over there, which I'd never seen before in my life, a Gottlieb Spider-Man. Yeah, anyone ever play that? Any experience? Well, Matt had his experience against Rosa. But, I mean, prior to playing at this place. Oh. Anyone ever seen that game? Not really. <laughs> okay. Don't know why he picked it. He sucked at it, but I also sucked, but... I got to go last, and I noticed there's some saucers at the top that say 5,000 if you landed in there. So I'm like, oh, he's only up by 10,000. Just hit a saucer and something else, and that's what I did. So I defeated uh, Rentmeester, so I made it to round two, which I got had to play uh, Stephen Bowden. And how did that one go? I think he ended up winning the state. Yeah. He did. Yeah, he did. He smoked me, man. He <laughs> smoked me. I Okay, so he got really good. And I turned into Doofus Johnny and didn't know how to play pinball against him. <laughs> yeah. 
the state champions uh, for Wisconsin came down to two players from Illinois. Yeah, that's correct. Not fair. Fibs. Neil, why don't you tell us about how you did? So I had to buy my first round. So it was technically the second round was my first round. And I was playing uh, Nathan Slowinski from also like a local D82 player. And he's yeah, he's from Wausau. Yeah, he's no uh, he's no joke. He's he's really good. And I I basically swept him. I took him out in four games. We played AIQ, uh, which he actually almost came back on me on. Uh, we played Electra and Adam's family, and then the fourth game was uh, Demo Man. Won all four of those. Moved on to the third round, which would be the quarterfinals, and I faced Drew Geigel. Drew Geigel, another local D82 player, who's also really good. I ended up picking the same games, basically. And I swept him as well. I won AIQ. He picked Electra, won Electra. I picked Adam's Family, won Adam's Family. And then he picked Attack from Mars, and I won Attack from Mars. So, 4 road. Then I was on to the semifinals, Final Four, against Steven Bowden. Matt, Michael Ryman hit us with the spoilers already, but uh, I basically won my first two games being AIQ and shoot, what was the second game? Oh, Fishtails. That's right. AIQ and Fishtails. Oh, you're Fishtails. Yeah. That is always your game. Got my supers and Fishtails, although I didn't pick it. That was his pick. So went up 2-0 and and then he ended up sweeping me with those last four games and I could not get out of my head so that was that tied for third and my dad was on the other side also in the semifinals against jason wardrick so we ended up playing a tiebreaker we decided to just play a one one game tiebreaker because we wanted to get out and i ended up winning that so technically i took third in state i know everybody uh watching at home was hoping for a graph graph finals yeah but that would have been fun sadly that didn't happen right it didn't happen, but we got it in the, we kind of got the Constellation Graph Finals. Yeah, true. Still a lot of fun, though. Unfortunately, none of this was streamed. That was pretty a letdown. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Madison needs to step it up. If they're going to host State, it should, it should be a requirement. You have to stream it. I don't think it would have been possible there, to be honest. Like, there's just not the space. Yeah, it was a pretty small venue type of thing. Well, I do have a question for a tournament director. Is there a tournament director in the house? Yes, there is. All right. Um, Neil, if you if you let me hijack your, your segment. Of course. Of course, yes. Okay. Is Matt a bozo? Or super genius? Unlike when Neil asks these questions, I don't know the right answer because I'm just a noob at pinball. So this happened real life. Me and Steven Bowden were playing The Shadow, a game I picked. Um, he's... You know, already has a comfortable lead. He has about a hundred million lead on me, and his ball—he was in multi-ball—somehow got behind the targets on the upper playfield. So we don't know how that happened, but it bounced up in there. And at this location, they don't have that—was it interlock turned off, where it like drops the voltage? Correct. So he calls a TD. One comes over. Then we had a crowd of TDs. They were all there. They're like, "Well, what do we do? If we open the coin door?" He loses his multi-ball because the flipper drops him because he has a two trapped up there. After much discussion, he elects to you know, acknowledge the multi-ball is going away. Okay. So now they try to get the ball out. They got the ball out. But for whatever reason, after they you know, try to 
put it back on the play field, they don't know where to put it back. So they debate, well, do you put it back in the shooter lane? Do you put it back? They Someone said you put it on the diverters because it was technically trapped on the left side and the shooter lanes on the right side. I can't put it on a flipper, of course. Yeah, you couldn't put it on a flipper because those are down. So what they decided was, okay, we'll put it in the shooter lane. So they button it all up, put it in the shooter lane. Nothing happens. Pulls the trigger. Nothing happens. So for whatever reason, it won't launch the ball. So open it back up again. Then they decide to put it in the VUK, okay? Which goes to the upper play field, and Steve's like, I'm, I won't flip. I'll just let it drain out of there, and then it'll become live. So they button that up, put that in there, and then the VUK didn't kick it up. But it went into ball search eventually, and it kicked it up, and then we played on. Matt, with that information, what would have you done? Um, I think they did the right thing. You're not going to throw out the game. No. Um, they did the right thing there and Steve, the right thing not to, to play the upper play field, you know, just kind of let it go. Um, we had a similar situation happen at our bond 60th heads up tournament where, uh, the ball on James Bond premium was trapped behind the bond on the wand and that happens in that game and i made a ruling which uh neil's dad i think was not thrilled about but he won the game anyway um where i let alex uh it was alex phelps playing and i i let him um I knew if I would have opened the game, it would have drained his ball, and I wasn't sure. And Modern Sterns have the coin door ball saber option, but I was not sure if that was on or not. Um, where, where that option, where if you open the coin door and it drains power, it'll give you, it'll keep your multi ball and keep all the balls you have in play, but. I let him shoot at it, and it ended up, he hit it, he, he hit the shot, and uh, got his ball back, But um, and everything went on as normal, but as far as your situation, I, I believe they did the right thing. Do you think he should have been compensated for losing two multi-balls? No, um, technically the rules state that if that happens... You trap up, and you lose your multi-ball, and that's that's life. Yep, that's, you know, that's pinball. That just, that's pinball. What if he didn't say anything and continued playing the multi-ball until it was down to that stuck one? Well, that's not right. Like, you can't do that. So you can't use that to your advantage because it's off the play Correct. Field. Yeah. If you have a ball stuck behind an upper flipper, you can still play, right? If you stage flip, yeah. Right. Correct, because that's that's technically a, a skilled stop. Yep, that's considered a skilled trap. Yeah, a lot of nuance there. So, I mean, Steve, it didn't affect him. He ended up winning in one state. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give Matt the super genius on that one. Matt, do you want to talk about Bond 60 since you talked about that ruling, that tournament you hosted, or, uh, sorry, TD'd? Yeah, um, at Lumberjack Johnny's Appleton, we did a Bond 60th heads up. We had 10 rounds of qualifying, which went 
a little longer than we would have liked. It, it, it was always one game. Like, there was just one game that went, like, 15 to 20 minutes longer than every other game. And then the finals were objective-based on Bond 60th, two of them. We had uh, Tom's Bond 60th and uh, Dave's Bond 60th right next to each other. Uh, Eric Strangeway won that uh, with Ryan Eggers from Madison coming in second. It was a lot of fun. Um, went way longer than our other heads-up tournaments, but I don't know, maybe... Because our other heads-up tournaments were at uh, Lumberjack Johnny's in Green Bay, where we had the game set up for the Whopper Chopper, which, and they were they were brutal, like, but it it still was a lot of fun. Some of the objectives were three X bonus, uh, collect bonus, start multi ball, and we had the super skill shot turned off. Um, but but yet. For some reason, in the finals, Eric Strangeway got the super skill shot, and I checked the game after he played. And it gave it gave him yeah, the multiple. It, it, it dropped all the drop targets. <laughs> send send your email to Stern. And I, I I have yet to rewatch it, but I mean it's it's pinball. Like games are buggy, whatever they they do what they do. So, but uh, we had a good time doing it. We had uh, thirty seven players. It's yeah, a three, time. Three X bonus sounds like a really hard challenge to do, like when in a head to head based format. Yeah, it was that one. Uh, took took a little long. I would imagine. Um, Did anyone have to uh, start over and because they ran out of balls? Oh yeah, yeah, it happened. We had them set on five ball as well, but yeah, people had to start over, start a whole new game. So overall, good tournament though. Oh yeah, definitely. And and that one was streamed, correct? Correct. You can catch it on Fox City Spinball. And then uh, I helped uh, Tom bring his game. He was like, he needed room for Jaws, right? So he brought Bond 60th to his uh, dental practice in Oshkosh. So on Sunday, I helped him move it there. And uh, he didn't know how to turn the alarm off. So we set off the... security alarm at at the dental practice that's an expensive mistake assuming it actually called uh, you know an authority it did they called and he was like yeah this is dr graf i don't know what i'm doing he had to call his office manager and uh we got it turned off eventually (laughs) what a story (laughs) speaking of jaws matt you got to play it at lumberjack johnny's why don't you tell us a little bit about your first gameplay experience it shoots phenomenal, and it's an L1 game, so why won't it, you know? Like, there is a mode, like, where it, like, a, like a quint mode where it makes you do a combo. There's a little, like, a 180 ramp to the right of the chump bucket, and you can backhand that, which is which is awesome. But I hit it with the left flipper, and then you gotta hit the, the right orbit, which, like, goes to I think another 180 ramp to put it on a wire form and and that was super satisfying like it felt it felt great to hit it and and I did that's why it felt so good Matt right because you hit it the chum bucket though that this could have been like a Spongebob pinball machine you're right that's where Plankton lives or has his restaurant exactly that would, have been a, that would have been a really cool pinball machine. It might. Some would say that's probably a better theme than Jaws, because Jaws is kind of old. 
I would say. And the the video mode. Oh, like, did you get is, your glasses? Is, no, I and I I debated looking in the coin door to to see if the glasses were in there because I don't know where they were, but um, someone accidentally picked the 3D version. Like it's a kind of it's almost like Fishtails, the video mode, but it's not as good. Like Fishtails is the best video mode and hands down in my opinion, forever more until, you know, Stern does a better one, but it, it, it's cool. Well, and then uh, your your favorite animations game, Pulp Fiction, doesn't have a video doesn't mode. Doesn't need so, it. Um. <laughs> hey, good callback remembering that. I know. Such a contra- <laughs> controversial yeah. topic. All right. I've got a few things to say about Jaws. I'm going to caveat this. I haven't played the game. I've just seen the pictures and the videos online. Okay. So what I see here is Keith Elwin's recycled playfield. You've got the 180 ramps, right? The 180 ramp Matt was talking about. Yeah. And then I think you have the one on the right. Is that also 180 ramp or is that like an Avenger style ramp where it's kind of tall? I think it's more Avenger style. All right. That's what I was thinking. All right. So you've got the 180 ramp that's in Godzilla. You've got the Avengers ramp. Okay. Then you've got the AIQ fishing reels, we'll call them, even though they're not quite the same, but, you know, like a little spinner thing. Uh, only one on the Pro. But the noise it makes is very satisfying. Like, I love that. They changed the noise. So in the promo trailer, there was a different noise, and it is now better, I would agree, than it was in the trailer. I don't know if you caught that. I, I kind of did. Like The yeah. trailer one sounded like the GTF spinner, and then they changed it to a fishing reel later on. Anyway, that really doesn't matter because that was, you know, beta code. So you got all that. You've got the mummy, which is the chum bucket. Then you have a first for Keith Ellen, a bash toy. Kind of similar to the back of Iron Maiden, the pyramid area. Straight up the middle. And then we've got the Godzilla pop bumper. And the AIQ drop targets in the same spot. Except it's not drop targets on the Pro. It is not. Which is a big, big fail, Stern. Quit being so cheap. Pinball and drop targets go back to the beginning. Oh, you know, people won't buy the premium if there's drop targets in here. BS, they would. They want they want the the, the shark and the boat. Um, it does have that fin, right? We didn't really talk about that fin. No, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, and there's like the you know the the posts in both in lanes. There's your Jurassic Park. Both you've got double Jurassic Park posts, and it has the in lane out lane little bumpy thingy, like a like a bally game kind of. Yes. Right, like Indiana Jones type of thing, you know. So the ball save on the left out lane, you have to use the action button for, which is confusing. That would confuse newbies a lot. Oh, yeah. So does that mean you have to, like, hit the action before it Correct. goes in there or while it hits? Like, while like... it's going in there. Okay. It's like, I think it's like 10 or 15 seconds, you know, that it stays on because I had a little trouble with that. Like, um, okay. and, and on the right side, you have the, the post that will kick it kind of like, uh, Indiana Jones, you know, like the, through the gate. And then, uh, uh, our friend Joe DeClean had a kind of Viking-ish problem where it went oh, reverse no. through the gate. <laughs> it went the He's other like, way. What? <laughs> I thought this was a one-way gate. What? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's pinball, bro. So layout-wise, that's kind of what I think. I mean, there's also a shot behind the drop targets, kind of Godzilla-ish, but not really. 
I don't know what I would rate this. Haven't played it yet. You know, a lot of people are speculating like right. this is his fourth out of five games. Um, for me right now, it goes Godzilla, Maiden, Jurassic Park, AIQ for my favorite. What would you rate this, Matt, out of 10? Since you're the only one who's played it. For now, like 8 out of 10. Like, it, it's great. Like, okay. it, the shots are great. But for Elwin Games, and I have a particularly hot take on this. Man, they're all so good. Like, it's it's just tough. Um, I love Avengers. Like, Pro. The premium can burn. Um, uh, I'd say it's probably... Uh, Iron Maiden's so good. Jurassic Park's so good. I can't do it. Sorry. It's, a, it's early, though. You can't rank them? <laughs> yeah, it, it's early. Would you still trade? What were you trading for this? My hypothetical last time. Was it a Venom? Correct. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I'd trade Godzilla for uh, Jaws. Definitely. Oh, yeah. It was our favorite but game. But I've already been through Godzilla time and time again. Okay. Um. Right. Ellen Games. Okay, if I had to rank them, I mean, oh, it's so tough. Probably Iron Maiden, Avengers. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Note, he said Iron Maiden first. Iron Maiden's a great ass game. And right now, at Lumberjack Johnny's in Appleton, every Keith Elwin game is there, including Bond 6. Does he have it in a bank? Is it the Elwin well, bank? Uh, well, so Jurassic Park, Iron Maiden, Avengers are, are all right next to each other, and then um, Jaws and Bond 60th are right next to each other. But it's because of the head-to-head tournament that they're not all together. And I'm missing I'm missing one, aren't I? There's four Ellen games. Yes. AIQ, Jurassic Park, Iron Maiden, Godzilla. Yep, those are all right next to each other. And then um, Bond 60th and Jaws are right next to each other. Did you guys catch the Loser Kid interview with Elwin? I did not. No. Basically... He made this game before he made Bond 60th. It's just been sitting on the shelf for that long. Oh, that's interesting. So it wasn't like he had two years to make this game. It was made in the normal time frame. So some people probably were expecting more because like, oh, this has been in the oven since Godzilla. And the biggest controversy to come out of this is the shark does not eat the ball. Thoughts? (laughs) You really like uh, things eating balls, huh? You were asking the question. You wanted to know if Mario wanted to swallow a ball or not. Well, that's a joke. Everything should eat the pinball, right? I don't know. It would have been cool if, if uh, the shark would eat the ball. I, I like that idea. but I like that idea, too, but it's, it, it's really not necessary. And they tried it. You know, they, they even said on the, the Stern podcast that they it just wasn't feasible. Well, they have a budget. So I don't know if I, you know, I always take those company podcasts as like half truths, half propaganda. You know, it is hosted by Stern after all. Same goes for Loser Kid. They're practically employed by Stern because everything's great with them. I would say it's probably true that it didn't work in its first iteration. And maybe their timetable or schedule said we don't have time to perfect this. So they moved on. And I mean, like, Bash Toy is being generous because you hit it once. You yeah, know? it's a boat, right? It's a boat and it turns into a shark. It's the, same, it's the same boat as Sopranos. So they got the cost cut. There. I'm just joking. It's not. But <laughs> it looks very similar. Stock it. Stugat. Well, on the on the pro for Jaws, it's always it's just the shark, right? There's no correct. Shark. 
the pro, it's like it's it, it, the shark is you know a, a standard mod up top, and you just it's a kinetic ball, mm-hmm. like it's just a captive ball that you hit in the targets. Right. And it's it, it's the same on the premium, but then once you hit the ball enough, the shark comes up. Okay. Yeah. Godzilla Pro is you know people say it's pretty barren. There's nothing on it, right? That moves. Same thing with Jaws Pro. There's the main feature of Jaws Pro is the shark fin. On Godzilla, it's that, you know, tail whip magnet. So they both have the same number of features that didn't get cut. Very good point. What do you think his most loaded pro is? His best pro is Avengers, in my opinion. Still gets the tower. The tower is pretty cool. The premium features on Avengers, I think, hurt gameplay. Whereas, like Godzilla, it helps the gameplay. Godzilla probably adds the most with the... The premium, premium LE. And Jurassic Park, like the 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 Raptor lock helps gameplay. Um, Iron Maiden, the Mummy is a little harder, I guess, but yeah, I think it makes the least difference on Iron Maiden. Avengers Pro is Ellen's best pro, and I will take that to my grave, unless um his Back to the Future is better. Really? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just threw that out. Is this rumor corner? His next game is Pokemon, so... Now it's Pokemon? The Charizard... Thought it was John Wick. Yeah, maybe. Pokemon's Jack Dangerous. Honestly, I, I don't know. No, we, we checked our hot tip line email address, and there was no hot tips that came in this week, so... That's tips at gmail.com. Well, uh, if that's all we got on the Jaws here, um, I will finish out with kind of critique the, you know, the play field. The art on Jaws... It's Michael Barnard. I think it's a little better than Rush. On Rush, I didn't like the faces, but he still put faces on this one, which is my least favorite part of this art. But otherwise, like the water and stuff looks fine. Guys, don't care. Good enough for you. Good enough. Well, these are more real realistic faces than the Rush ones. The Rush ones are kind of cartoony. Yeah. Well, Rush. Yeah, exactly. It was more like kind of. And I, I'm not one to care about art as much on a pinball machine, so it's not my domain. Moving on uh, at Lumberjack Johnny's, one last quick thing to touch. They got an Elton John finally, and I did actually get to play that game. Gotta say, Steve Ritchie still has it. It's a great game. Fantastic game. Neil, have you uh, been able to play it? No, I have not been able to play it. I don't get to play much out here. Really good shots, fast flow, and lots of lights that overstimulate you. And then if the sound is on, you could really, you know, get into the music if you like Elton John. Oh, I love the music. Um, I find that the the crocodile rock shot is the toughest shot in the game. It reminds me of the uh, O shot from Jurassic Park. Like, it's real tight. Um, you can backhand it, but then the, the third flipper can get in the way too. But other than that, like, man, I love the game. And you can backhand the left orbit. Classic Steve Ritchie. Classic Steve Ritchie. Love it. <laughs> it's like everything's out of control in that game because it just drops it from those wire forms onto the playfield. Correct, yeah. The sound is fine. The announcer chick, she's kind of generic. I don't know if that was their choice or that's like Elton John's choice. But would I buy it? No, because I'm poor. But if money was no object, yes, I'd buy it. It's good enough to have in your house. I'd buy it. if Yeah, if money was no object in space, I'd, I'd definitely buy it. I don't think the average pinball buyer is going to spend twelve to 15000 on it. If it was priced stern prices, I think it would be a hit and probably sell just as well as uh, Jaws. 
I agree with you. 12.5 is a tough benchmark. Must be. They want to be the premium product, but that's hampering their sales. And, you know, maybe it works for them on the books. I'm not their accountant. Right. Yeah, who knows? But um, in comparison to Jaws, what do you think, Matt? Oh, that's that's a tough one. Um, you can only take one home with you in your in your kitchen. Which one are you taking home? Honestly, Elton John, because like I love the music. I, I I'm a big fan of Elton John's music. Um, Josh shoots probably better. Really? But wow, that I think that's a hot take. I thought that, that is a very surprising take. Elton John, I thought she was like ten out of ten for shots. Every shot is accessible in Jaws, like backhanding, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I know, left orbit, Steve Ritchie. That crocodile shot pisses me off. Like, but I love the music. Like, I love Elton John's music. So it's more of a theming thing for you, Matt? It's more of a theme for me, yes. If I would put one in my house, it's because of the theme. But, like, what plays better is Jaws. Uh, Steve's always said the handcuffs were on at Stern. Do you feel with the handcuffs being off that this game is loaded, packed, or does it feel similar to his other games? It's similar to his other games. There's <laughs> there's nothing special about it. It's still a great game. I'd have to agree. I didn't think... I mean, it's obviously got more in it than a pro. It felt like in online of a Stern Premium, but I feel like Stern cuts a little bit more corners, so it's like a Stern Premium Plus, I would call it. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% on that. Un- unfortunately, or maybe that's what makes the game so fast and fun, like the center bash toy, there isn't one, it's just a three bank drop targets. So that's the main feature. And the tiny dancer is lame. That should be a disco ball. Yeah, it is it is what it is, but... That's not a toy. I think it's a great game. think if we pulled pin side, people would say it's a great $9,600 game, like a Stern Premium. You guys ready to move on to the next topic? Neil? Sure, let's do it. Yes, sir. My friend, Mr. McCarty, are you ready? I am ready. Okay, everyone loves David Fix, and he's back in the news again. He's the American pinball dude. He said there's going to be breaking news. They're going to have a stream, which was yesterday, Wednesday night, to just, just lay it on us, what's happening with American pinball. And why do you think... Yeah, they didn't answer any fucking questions. Yeah, he, he didn't, but why do you think he had to have this stream? Food truck. Barry O's food truck? Was that what he was going to tell us? I don't know. I think Neil said that he heard through up in Minnesota that he's going to make a gopher game. It's like something like Caddyshack. I don't know. I think, Neil, what, was that what you were saying? No, it was like it's um, the Minnesota Gophers for the college. Oh, did they win the American Dream competition at Expo? So they're going to do a, a game for him. <laughs> the Golden Gopher Dream. Uh, okay, if everyone's living under a rock, he had to do this press conference because Nap Arcade, which we trust in the industry, <laughs> said that they were going out of business, basically, or they were for sale. And how did he quash those rumors? By streaming Hot Wheels. Uh, I, I watched Kerry Hardy's video. Like, just, I didn't watch the stream, but I just, like, watched Kerry Hardy's video because I subscribed to him, as well as Johnny Pinball. Subscribe to him on YouTube. Yes, please do. Um... He just he just tore it apart. Like this is so stupid. Like I tuned in for the whole like hour and a half. It was painful. So the big news was they developed a new board set for their system. Cool. Do you think he showed us that board set? No. Was not no. showed on the stream. He kept saying it was in the game they were playing, yet didn't take off the backlash, so he's probably lying about that too. Was anyone asking for this? 
I get why they did it, but I don't think anyone's asking for it. So because they developed the new board set that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars, according to David Fix, that's why they're not going out of business. And they brought on Nermal, who is the son of the owner of Aimtron, and he is a very bad pinball player. And he's like, yes, I, I heartily support American pinball. I heartily endorse this event or product. Yeah, they need to ditch them. Kind of like off topic, but see, uh, Jersey Jack is selling new boards to make their flippers more snappy. I'd say that's on topic. You're right. Ten years into the game, they well, actually, it took Steve Ritchie to fix the flippers. Steve Ritchie's the goat. He is. Do you remember that post when he got hired there? Yes. Someone put, like, in the comments, first comment under the announcement was, are you going to fix the flippers? And he thumbs upped it. <laughs> that's why he's the king. I mean, I, like, it was a real, like, heartbreaking thing. Like, I was either going to name my cat Elwin or Ritchie, and I went with Elwin. Was that the wrong choice, you think? Maybe. Maybe, Neil. <laughs> Richie, come here, baby. <laughs> I think you could get from American Pinball's website a uh, Galactic Tank Force litter box. <laughs> you could accessorize for your cat. Did you know they're selling lunch boxes, too? Yeah, with the thermos. like yeah. With the thermos. Thermos gate. Thermos gate. Did you buy one? For Dennis Kreisel. No. What? You're not a GTF fan? We were at Lumberjack Chinese last night, and there was, like, six credits on GTF, and, like, no one was playing it. Like, Man, you gotta text me that. I'll be there. I played it. I, I played it. I, I played it once, and I'm like, yeah, God. Wow. <laughs> Everyone won the matches and walked away. I don't know why. I don't know why there were credits on it, but there were. And, like, well, everyone was playing Jaws, obviously. But um, during my free time, I was playing, like, Foo Fighters and Avengers Pro. But... <laughs> this this is just into off the pinball profile uh fix was on it and he was going over like why they still do original themes and he's like if you look at the top 100 games all these original themes are ranked high okay do you know what top 100 he used no <laughs> not pin side <laughs> that other one was it the pinball database ipdb yeah that no one writes reviews for he's like yeah medieval madness attack from mars <laughs> monster bash he kept naming all these old Williams games. It's like, okay, he's living in another reality. But I did, for the record, I did buy two lunchboxes. Oh, really? I have them. Did you actually? I did. Wow. Because I, I have the banner. I eventually got the banner. It took like a month to get it. And it's frayed. It came pre-frayed. And the lunchboxes came. I ordered two. One is damaged and dented. Wow. And the other one is mint. That's why I ordered two. You knew. I knew. After getting the poor quality banner, I'm like, eh, I better order two. So they do look really nice. It's just a sticker. I guess you could have just bought a sticker. I bought a $30 sticker. It's not embossed. It's not painted on there. So uh, quickly, I think we should have Dave on to do a segment for the podcast. Last month at Lumberjack Johnny's Appleton that has 23 games, the number one game uh, for earnings was Elton John. Wow. What do, what do you guys think the number two game was? Labyrinth? Just because I'm guessing it's going to be like kind of a surprise and it's a newer game and everything. I don't think it's Labyrinth. I I think it's still going to be Bond 60th because they had the tournament. It was Strikes and Spares by Gottlieb. What? Again? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you believe that shit? Oh, man. That's a killer earner. That's a good on him for buying that. Right? And, well, he he upped it to a dollar a play. It's getting a dollar a play? 
And I'm like, ah, oh, you should oh do gosh. that. But he's like, people are still fucking putting it in. Like, I'm like, okay. Wow. A dollar on strikes and spares. Wow. Did, is he submitting it to that magazine that, you know, Jersey Jack subscribes to? I don't think so. Uh, speaking of that magazine, uh, Jack, you know, he went on another podcast. It was the super awesome end of the year one. And he quoted a different magazine article and said, Toy Story 4 is the best earning game on location. So I wonder if someone just like Donald Trump's him these magazines. It's like, okay, Jack, yeah, here's another one. Yep, your game is the best seller. Well, I hear that like like on the, the Electric Bat uh, podcast, they, they say Toy Story does really well. And there is a Toy Story 4 at uh, Lumberjack Johnny's in Appleton. Um, it can't beat Strikes and Spares by Gottlieb. But, no, no, it's uh, never, never going to. And that's Lumberjacks isn't a kid location, so I would think it's probably you know if you're gearing more towards kids, maybe. But you can, you can bring kids there. But it's axe throwing first, right? Axe throwing is definitely not like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you ask your ten year old son where they want to go. I'm just saying that if you are a listener and you have a family, you can bring kids there. Definitely. But like, I, I could definitely see that like an arcade, like a coin drop arcade Toy Story could be best like selling best earner out of the out of the games just because of the theme for the kids oh yeah i could see hot wheels too hot wheels for sure so um i have some friends uh that that they own a location in oshkosh it's a glow in the park mini golf and it's a mini golf place but they have 11 pinball machines there 10 of them are sterns and one of them is hot wheels their hot wheels broke down and um, they tried contacting American Pinball, and American Pinball is ghosting them. So, uh, I I thought about like maybe messaging Dave Brennan, like just to get a little help. He doesn't work there anymore. He used to be their top tech guy, but um, yeah, don't buy American Pinball. That's that's what I'm saying. Hot take. How do you feel about that, Johnny, in your GTF? Okay, I was in. I was soaking in my bathtub before this, thinking about this, actually. You know, nice steamy hot water. Just listening to the pinball show. And Zach, Minnie, and Creasel were talking about what's the value of American pinball, right? I, I have a different take on this. If you're a billionaire, and this is your pet project, which, you know, Jersey Jack is in American pinball, definitely owned by billionaires. Why would you strive to be the worst pinball company? (laughs) (laughs) That's my opinion of American pinball. Like, if I have this money, don't I want to make fun games? Like, I think their games are always kind of missing something. GTF is probably their best effort to date, but I don't think it's as fun as a Godzilla. That's my take. Of course not. Yeah. Is GTF as fun as a Williams game? Is it as fun as... Mm. Absolutely not. Like is World GTF as fun as Hot Wheels? No. Okay, that's where we might differ. I would say it is. Houdini is not a bad game. Houdini is actually a pretty decent game. Their first game. So it was all downhill from there. Okay, here's here's my fix challenge. My David Fix challenge. David Fix talking directly to you. Thank you for sending me a lunchbox. I appreciate that one of the two made it here. Okay. I know you're a small company. <laughs> I know you only have one coder. <laughs> One coder, one person in the shipping department. It's probably the same guy. But how about this? Since you insist on original themes, I'm serious here. Much as I like poke fun, I'm I'm kind of serious. Make a DMD game. 
that's in your wheelhouse. You don't have to pay an animator as much. You just got to whip up some dots. Give me that 90s Williams you so desperately want to have in the, in the modern age and just make it. Look at Pulp Fiction. Did great. That doesn't even have a DMD. Yeah. It's got amazing callouts, though. Right? So spend the money where it counts. Don't waste the money on the screen. We're not looking at that. Maybe they should do uh, Thundercats. Thundercats. Oh, my God. Yes. The best cartoon intro ever. Thunder. 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 Thundercats. Oh. oh. Yeah. That'd be good. I'd pay a dollar a play for Thundercats. Johnny Cheap Pinball here. <laughs> That's why I'm waiting to play Jaws at uh, Player 2, because it'll only be 50 cents. Yeah, uh, unless you come with me, I get keys of the games. Yeah, or unless I find free credits on GTF and barter. Be like, hey, you can play six GTFs if you buy me a credit on Jaws. <laughs> well, well, the thing at Player 2 is they don't have uh, matches or replays. Oh, they so don't? if you play a good game of Jaws at Lumberjack Johnny's, you'll get free credits. I didn't know they didn't have replays. That sucks. Yeah, he turned them off. What a cheap... (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm the pot calling the kettle black. The guy that argued about a $1 slice of cheese. Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) That's Jimmy John's at Six Flags. They don't understand what a ham and cheese sandwich is. Um, Buy, sell, burn? Yeah. Buy, sell, burn. Neil, this is your segment. Light it up. Cut it up. Buy, sell, burn. Uh, we got World Cup Soccer, Theater of Magic, and Circus Voltaire. All right, I'll go first. Um, all fantastic games, to be honest with you. But I'll burn Circus Voltaire. That game fucks me over in competition more than any other game. Um, Theater of Magic is buy. That great game. And sell World Cup soccer. Okay. Is that how you would rank them as well? Um, yes. Theater of Magic is definitely the best game. World Cup soccer is a fantastic game. And, like, Circus Voltaire just, just does me dirty in tournaments. I like the game, but it punishes me. Okay. This is tough, tough for me. They're all games I'm supposed to like. When I have free play at District 82, do I play any of these games on free play? Right? When a hundred to choose from? There's only one I play. World Cup Soccer. So that's going to be the one I buy. And then of the two other ones, what do I play next? I'm just deferring to like, what do I do when I'm there? Well, I'm going to sell Circus Voltaire then because that's the one I play next. And I I never play Theater Magic, so I got to burn the trunk. Sorry. Burn it. Um. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with uh, Johnny because Theater of Magic, I just find... A boring game i i actually really like it as a tournament like for tournaments because you basically just get multi-ball and then get multi-ball again you just shoot repeated shots but i'll burn theater of magic uh circus voltaire will have to be the sell and world cup soccer is the buy well uh world cup soccer has the most annoying uh call out where like he can't seem to get control of the ball. It's like, yeah, thanks for telling me you're. I'm playing shitty. <laughs> Indianapolis 500 has that too. He doesn't know there's an upper flipper. <laughs> so uh, what do you guys think about the uh, Alice in Wonderland rumor? I think it's true. That would be cool. 
I mean, you know, since we discussed Papadook games, like, he's not a bad designer. He might be a shitty person, but as far <laughs> as pinball layouts, he, he's got it. Great art director, too. Right. He just has one kind of dud. The Star Wars game is just okay. Oh, uh, episode one? Yeah, but I mean, that could just be the platform. I like that game. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, well, I have the GC on it at Joe Terra's house. <laughs> You're just like Thorin. Well, I GC'd it, so I can't get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Alice in Wonderland is rumored from Dutch Pinball. It makes sense in their timeline. Their big Lebowski sales are, they said they had to finish them by the end of 23, because that's when their license ran out. And then their Back to the Future game is going to be in 25. Correct. So that leaves 24 open. Can they make these games? I assume that's an unlicensed property, so they could make them. Well, I, 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 I like, can they manufacture them? Because, like, Big Lebowski has been out for 10 years, and they're just... Yeah, just catching Starting up. to finish that. Okay, so you just brought up a good point. A lot of people, when they get interviewed, you know, they might be a little starstruck when you interview someone who runs a pinball company. I know I would be. But they never ask, like, this is always on my mind, like, no one's ever asked Barry, that's his name, you know, how many Big Lebowskis have you sold? Like, you're right, it's been 10 years. Did they make 1,000? Did they make 500? I mean, we don't, we really don't know. Big Lebowski is a good game. They did well. Yeah, they did well, but if, if we found out how many they made, that we could kind of gauge, like, how many of these to expect. Because, you know, kind of know their capacity. We know American Pinball said they made 300 games last year, so that's their capacity. I don't know. That's Back to the Future is a dream theme for, I mean, people my age. But yeah, I really like the movie too, so I would be up, you know, positive on that. And uh, Neil, if you haven't watched it and you've watched Beverly Hills Cop, you need to watch it. Back to the Future. Yeah, I've seen Back to the Future. Okay. I just watched Beverly Hills Cop the other day. <laughs> no <laughs> way. Movie. Yeah. It's pretty good. Axel Foley. That I mean, would it make a good pinball? Uh, I don't know. American pinball, but that's a no. cheap license. Could be done. I'm not. I'm not sensing from us. You know, we're we we have the whole spectrum of ages here, um, like the pinball demographics. So we're not getting too excited about Alice in Wonderland. I wonder why that is. Well, apparently it's a uh, you know zombie yeti art, and like uh, prototype was one of the most beautiful games according to uh, our friend Canada. That could be a, a really cool game. I was trying to steer you guys into saying is this game is for a collector only and it's going to have a collector price and we're just not that demographic of having a spare fifteen to $20,000 to drop on it. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're tournament players first and there's no way this is going to be a tournament game. Oh, no, absolutely not. There you go. Closing thoughts on anything. District 82 is having their winter 3X tournament. Oh, and... and... <clears throat> So, District 82 is having their Winter 3X, and the Electric Bat is having a Winter 1X on the same weekend. What the fuck? Yeah, who's got the Winter 2X? Is that up in Canada? No. Uh, so I'll have to run it in Minnesota. Oh, uh, Luke's location. No, Luke's location. I forgot to mention Luke's location, because, like, that's going to be a big deal in Minnesota, because Minnesota hasn't had, like, 
you know, any big tournaments going on. And uh, Luke Nahorniak just opened a location called the North Star Pinball Collective. And I feel like everybody should look into that because uh, he's going to start running some more uh, certified tournaments. Next one might be like March, March, April um, ish area. I don't know. I'll come up there if he steps calling me Eddie. <laughs> now, well, the story is like I've been playing pinball with Luke for years, years. And uh, at District 82, we had a game, and we're on, like, uh, Kip Bally Kiss. And he, he's like, are you Eddie? And I'm like, Luke is so deadpan that you can't tell if he's serious or not. Absolutely, yeah. It's like, Luke, I've been playing pinball with you for fucking four years. And he's like, are you Eddie? <laughs> and he still calls me Eddie to this day. Eddie Brock. Choose your host. Change the game. Hi, I'm Seth Davis of Stern Pinball. We have an exciting new game called Venom. Choose your host and change. Sorry. Yeah, to Luke, North Star Pinball Collective, and uh, Fox City's Pinball. Rock on. Did he win the, their state, Minnesota? Luke was at our state. He was at our state? That's right. He wears that orange <laughs> Yeah, hat. he lost a Sheldon Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to him. Yeah. You're so right. Yeah. Um, Keith Hansen actually won Minnesota State. Shout out to Keith Elwin. Yeah, or Keith Hansen. Keith Hansen. Hansen. Good, good, great guy. Uh, really nice, very uh, good friend of mine. Comes to Plymouth Tap, comes to uh, District 82. Cool dude. And in other news, no one submitted a question for our tournament director. So if we have a translate still available, write into triballpodcast at gmail.com with your question for Mr. Party Cardi. And you, possibly, if you write in, will be the winner of this lovely translate. Or a banner. I got banners. You have a banner? I have like six banners. You know how much a banner costs, right? They're like $200. Well, yeah, but I got a bunch of them, so... And I win them. (laughs) (laughs) You get a heavy heavy metal pinball banner that I actually uh, won from MGC. It's... That's friggin' rare. From Stern. You really want to give that away? Well, I, I would like the girl on it to be a little more busty. But uh, it's still pretty cool. I have uh, Heavy Metal, James Bond, Venom, and Avengers. No one's going to pick James Bond. That's all you're going to get. I have a lot of them. In the translites, we had uh, Led Zeppelin, Iron Maiden, Guardians, Deadpool, and Venom, and uh, Foo Fighters. Nice selection. Nice. You know, it pays to be good. You're, You're like... Basically, you guys are actual professionals because you're making a living on this. And that's oh, why man. the IFPA has the new ranking systems for you guys. Yeah, so that I get it. A, a I get it now. Race. Yeah, I watched that video. That was pretty funny. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Pinball. Pinball's video of the IFPA rankings is so good. It's, it's basically, I think it's called Tournament Pinball TMI on YouTube. Eric Thorne even watched it. He doesn't fucking watch it. Oh, I got a rescue nine one one banner as well, or a translate. Yeah, that's gonna go with the bond banner. It's a combo pack. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's sweet. Oh, I got a uh, the alternate WWE translate, the Total Divas one, but that's in the that's framed and lit. Oh, that ain't going. Well, as you can tell, we both are. I think all three of us are on Ambien, so I'm just gonna say, you know what? We're leaving. So you need to write in that's triballpodcast at gmail.com i am one of the hosts johnny pinball i'm Amanda mccarty 
And as always, Borg out. Borg out. Borg out. <laughs>